Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. The past weekend, I've had a number of phone calls from parents and talked to some old friends in the coaching world, which I really just, for a lack of better description, really just fully resigned from. And I've been doing it a long time and just for whatever reason, it just was the right time. I'm doing some other things. And it still is such an interesting time when we go from the high school season to the club season in volleyball. And while I do that, I'm actually watching a great documentary, an awesome documentary on a Netflix called QB1. And it's about high school star quarterbacks. And it's really amazing to me some of the lengths that people will go to to not just support their kid, but promote their kid to the point of lying about disciplinary actions, making up injuries so he doesn't lose a scholarship. And I had a conversation over the weekend with a parent who was really upset that their kid uh, did not make a certain volleyball club. And it got very emotional. And I go back to stuff that we teach in the corporate world. People don't listen rationally and logically. People listen emotionally. And we react and we're seeing our kids struggle. So we want to react. We want to, we want to do something to fix it. And often I hear people say, well, you know, parents live vicariously through their kids. That's not it. I think we struggle to watch our kids struggle. So what we want to do is immediately fix it, make it easy for them, you know, eliminate the pain. Let me just throw out an idea for you. And I share this with a foundation of experience, not expertise, experience. My son, freshman year, got cut from baseball. He got cut. He was the only kid cut of his group of friends. And I remember he came home and he was upset and didn't say much. And, you know, he's getting a lot of text messages from his buddies, meaning finding out he's got a lot of good friends. There inherently is a really good thing. And I remember teaching him at that moment. I said, look, you can play the role of victim or you can try to get better. And if you don't want to play baseball anymore, don't play baseball. But somebody with character goes and watches his friends play. He doesn't avoid the coaches, you know, the inevitable devil entities that cut him, but go and show character. And he was the only kid after his freshman year to go watch his friends play baseball. And then he made it his JV year and quickly realized, nah, I want to golf. I don't, I'm not as good as some of these guys. And he came to his own realization. Now, that does not put my kid or me on a pedestal, but in that moment, oh my gosh, did I want to call the baseball coach? Who's a friend? Boy, did I want to fix it for him. Absolutely, I had that knee-jerk reaction. So during this time when we have our kids going through failure and challenges, there is a silver lining. It is a great teaching moment. It is a moment that is tough. And it is is increasingly tough in a competitive world, yet inherently within four years for most kids, even sometimes less, it's going to be over very quickly. 
very quickly. Most of our kids will not play college sports, and that's okay. So what's the lesson that you can draw from it? And I always think about the two C's, change and challenge. Change and challenge. How are you going to overcome that challenge? What are you going to do to change, to raise your game? What are you going to do to be a great teammate? And I think parents, for the most part, are not under some false assumption that their kid is going to be the star. Not every parent believes that. So with that being said, I would encourage parents to sit down with their kids and ask, so what did you learn from this? That's the first question. Second question, what did you learn about yourself you're committed to improving? Here's the third question. What activities, what actions are you going to take to facilitate positive change based on what you learned? So let me give you the three questions. And these are actually from one of our training courses for adults. Number one, what did you learn? Let the kid just talk. Number two, what did you learn about yourself you're committed to improving? That's a self-awareness question. Let me share this with you as parents. I'm reading a book called Insight by a PhD industrial psychologist, Tasha Yurik. And I'm also certified in emotional intelligence. And one of the tenets of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. Tasha does a ton of research in this area. And in her study, she said that 95% of the people in her survey said they were aware or highly self-aware. In her assessment, she tested and factually uncovered only 10 to 15% of people are somewhat self-aware. What does that mean? That 80 to 85% of us are just full of it. So when you ask that question, what did you learn about yourself that you're committed to improving? You might find out your kid says, I'll do whatever it takes to, eh, I just wanted to play with my friends. I wasn't really interested in the sport. And that will be our guide to help our kids. Last, what activities or actions are you going to change to facilitate positive change? What that does is it reframes their mind to move in a positive direction. The fact of the matter is our kids are going to have bad bosses. They're going to face rejection. People are going to get promoted over them. Now's the time to condition those skills. I just gave a presentation to a CEO group, and I was talking about the power of self-awareness. I said, think about high school. Think about college. There is typically little or no curriculum teaching our kids about the value of accepting feedback. Seeking feedback. What does it mean to be a great teammate? What does it mean to come above and beyond the call of duty and do what is needed to positively change? See, what happens is this becomes a a fork in the road for most kids. Most kids, when they get cut or they don't make something, walk away. And what do they do? They seek people like them. Kids who are potentially cut. And sometimes they complain and they, they commiserate together. That does nothing except builds up a bucket of excuses they can lift their hand, put into, grab when they need, and then ultimately say, you know, it's not my fault. That coach didn't like me. I think that coach had it out for me. It was personal. It was unfair. Guess what? A lot of stuff is unfair. A lot. So I think when we see our kids struggle... We have to help them reframe the relationship immediately with that rejection. And it is rejection. You didn't get picked. It's rejection. 
somebody didn't think you were good enough. Sucks. And if a kid's initial reaction is, well, the coach didn't give me a chance. No coach in the right mind goes into coaching with an absolute intent, with the inevitable goal of ticking off some kid in some group of parents that they probably don't know well. It doesn't make sense. I remember years ago when I did not pick a kid for our team and I had a mom come up to me and she said, I really feel like this was personal. And I looked at her and I said, tell me why. She said, well, I just feel like he's worked so hard. And she went on. And what she was explaining was how hard her kid worked, how upset she was. She never answered the question. The question is, why do you think the tryout was unfair? So I went back to it. I said, so I really appreciate you sharing that with me. I said, so why was the tryout specifically unfair? Well, I don't know. It just feels unfair. I said, well, I was there. And the fact of the matter is, it was not unfair. You made a pretty global statement. The tryout was unfair. You weren't there. So factually, I, I, I don't know, would that, would that be correct or that it was unfair because you must assume it's unfair because you weren't there? And she looked at me. She goes, yeah, you, you're right. And what we do is we react emotionally. We want to protect our kids. We want to, we, want to, we want to kind of create the path for them. And I always remember a good friend of mine said something that was amazing. He said, so many parents create their paths for their kids when in fact we have to give them the skill sets to build their own paths. Now, I know this is corny. I know this is cliche. And, you know, who am I to preach this? I had the kid who got cut from baseball. I had the kid who played volleyball for me. By the way, he did not start right away. I had the kid who loved to play basketball. Quickly realized athletically he probably wasn't good enough. Then he gravitated to golf. Till this day, he's shooting in the 70s. Loves it. Had a golf coach that he really liked. And he always tells me, my favorite sport is basketball. The one I enjoy the most is golf. And I looked at him, and I've been coaching volleyball on and off for 30 years. I said, what about volleyball? He goes, oh, that's the one I had the most fun. So our kids' relationships with sports and these activities are not always going to be our relationships. And let me just let me just share something with you. When I watched the documentary QB1, there was a kid who was about 5'7", really athletic. And the backup quarter was about 6'4", 240 pounds. I mean, a prototype quarterback. And all of a sudden, the sophomores started to play really well. So they started to switch off between the quarterbacks. The father, think about this. Think about the damage of this life lesson said to his kid right after a game, filmed, we're not playing next week. Think about what I just said. We are not playing next week. The kid didn't feel like he could rebuttal his father and he goes, so we're not playing next week? Nope, we are not playing. There's no we. The kid plays. So what happened is, is they ended up somewhat using a fake injury. And then they gravitate and they show him going to his college where he did get a scholarship. Two years later, after not playing, guess what he's doing? He's switching schools. So here's the lesson. Position our kids to overcome change and challenge, to fight through it, to be the best teammate. And they show this kid, by the way, a good kid on the sidelines, talking to an alum, talking about a statement his father made to him. And 
Well, the school's not showing us loyalty. Why should we show them loyalty? There's no singular relationship between the coach and the school and the club and the kid. The kid also has to support the kids he goes to classes with, the kid that plays club volleyball or whatever it might be. The fact of the matter is every kid is not going to be the star. Every kid is not going to make the starting lineup. So I always shared when I coached, a coach's job, I believe really, especially in the throw of a match or a game or what have you, is to make sure that 50% of the players are ready on the court and 50% of the players off the court are ready. Off the court doesn't mean they're playing, but they have a role and responsibility. Cheering, calling out defenses, give them roles and responsibility. Everybody has a purpose. Yet when your kid doesn't make it, they have a choice. They can put up or give up. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to you. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.